Welcome to the Moses Lake Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This episode is taken from our Not Abandoned series, which walks through the book of Exodus, seeing how God is always with us. We hope this sermon will be an encouragement to you, and we'd love to hear how God used it in your life. Let's take our Bibles this morning and let's go to the book of Exodus, Exodus and chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3 this morning as we pick back up in our study that we're going to be in kind of really all the way into uh, December. We're going to be in the book of Exodus. We pick up this morning, and if you uh, were here last week, then we need to remember to set the stage that the children of Israel, they have been in bondage in Egypt uh, for over uh, probably about 250, 300 years. Some scholars even believe maybe 400 years that they've been in bondage in Egypt. And it finally hit a point. Remember, it finally hit a point with the people of Israel as they are in bondage in a place that is not their own, in a place that God had never intended them to be. It finally hit a point where they cry out to God. Here's my question, and we talked about it last week. Why do we wait and make God our last resource instead of our first resort? Why? I don't know about you, but are you stubborn like that sometimes? I know I am, and uh, thankfully my wife didn't say amen right then. I know I can be stubborn and I can, I can be that person that has the mind of, God, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, until I realize, wow, I don't got this. Ah, God, where are you? And that's what the children of Israel, that's where they were. The Bible says that it came, it came to a, a time, it kind of came to a head when they cried out to God. Well, God, even though they hadn't cried out to him, God was working behind the scenes. Well, how was God working? Because remember what Pharaoh had said, let's kill all the people. Let's kill all the boys, all the boys under two years old. Pharaoh had said that, yet there was this family that they had a little boy and they set him aside and they hid him. And then eventually it got set up to where this little boy, this Hebrew boy was going to be raised by the princess of Egypt, by the Pharaoh's own daughter. And that little boy, we know him, the name Moses. A Hebrew child raised in the Egyptian houses, raised in Pharaoh's own home with the best of the best. That little Hebrew boy, he was raised in that home, but the cool thing is he actually was raised by his own mom. Because remember the story that uh, the Egyptian princess, that she hired someone to raise Moses, to tutor him and help him. And who did she hire? Well, she hired Moses' mom. Well, don't tell me that's just coincidence. No, that's God. God was working behind the scenes. God was working and bringing some puzzle pieces together. And so she was paid to raise her children. Any moms out here that want to volunteer for that? You know, I'll do that, man. Pay me extra. Man, she was paid to raise Moses. And the Bible tells us that after Moses became a certain age, a young adult man, that he knew that God was going to use him in a great way. But Moses, he got ahead of God and he killed the Egyptian, buried him in the sand and then fled for his life. So Moses has been on the backside of the desert for 40 years. He's been leading sheep for 40 years. Now, Exodus chapter three, we saw this last week. Moses is out tending to his flock and there's a burning bush. Now the burning bush wasn't the crazy sight. Fires happened all the time. But what was crazy to Moses, remember he talked to himself and we said, it's okay to talk to yourself as long as you don't. 
Answer yourself. Yeah, exactly. He talks to himself. He says, this bush is, cons- this bush is burning, but it's not consumed. I'm, I'm going to turn aside and see why this bush is not consumed. And as he turned aside, the voice of God speaks to him. And the angel of the Lord, God, appears to him. And says, Moses, take off your shoes because the ground that you're standing upon is holy ground. And Moses, I've got a holy message just for you. And last week we listened in as God gave the message. Well, what was the message? Hey, Moses, I see the anguish, the troubles of my people. Moses, my people think I don't see what's going on, but I see what's going on in their life. And God sees what's going on in your life. Moses, I not only see it, but I I hear the cries of my people. Hey, Moses, they think that their prayers are falling on deaf ears, but they're not. Moses, I will always pay attention to my people, and God pays attention to you. Moses, I not only know about the outer troubles and the anguish that they're facing, that I hear their cry, but Moses, I also, also, I know the troubles and the sorrow of their heart. You know those thoughts that you think no one else knows and that discouragement that comes that you think no one else hears? God says, I see it. And then God says this, and I am come down. Moses, I am come down to deliver my people. Hey, Moses, people are nothing compared to God. I have to descend I am come down. What a great picture of Jesus Christ coming down to meet the needs of a lost and a fallen world. Every one of us headed to hell, as Eli just said a minute ago. And because of our sin, we deserve hell, but that's why Jesus Christ came. He came down so that we might go up. And here's God, Moses, I have come down. I am working behind the scenes for all of this. Now, up until this point, if you're Moses, Burning bush, not consumed, holy ground, God speaking to you. What's God saying? I'm hearing my people, I'm gonna work. You know what Moses is thinking? Yes, this is awesome. Finally, finally deliverance. Finally, this is great. But Moses' attitude is about to change. And we see it in Exodus chapter three, verse 10. Stand with me if you would, and let's jump right into Exodus chapter three, And verse number 10, where God said this to Moses, come now therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? Hey, Moses, I see God, I see my people. I know their trouble. I hear their cry. I know the sorrow of their heart. I am come down. I'm gonna deliver. And Moses, you're gonna help me. Uh, Verse 11, Moses said to God, what? (laughs) Who, me? You got the wrong person. Listen, Moses was really excited until he found out that he was gonna be personally involved. Then what comes up? The next chapter and a half is God and Moses in this discussion. And you know what Moses has? Doubt. But you know what God does? He gives him answers to defeat his doubt. Here's what I'm gonna talk about this morning for the next few minutes. In your life, in what we call the Christian journey, you know what's gonna come? Doubt. 
There's gonna be times in your life when you know that God wants you to do something or say something or be something or go somewhere or do something for him and the doubt is gonna come. And the same answers that defeated the doubt of Moses are the same answers that can help you and I defeat any doubts we face when it comes to our Christian journey. And so this morning, we're gonna talk about just a simple topic, two words, defeating doubt. How do we defeat doubt in our life? I'd like to pray, and then we'll get into the word of God with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Would you take just a minute in the quietness of your heart, would you ask God, God, would you speak to me today? God, would you speak to me today? And then make the commitment, God, if you speak to me, I'm listening to you. God, if you speak to me, I'm listening to you. Dear Lord, we come before you and we thank you for the word of God. Thank you again for how you use it to help us. I pray this morning as we get into the word that you would speak to us. Help us to hear from you exactly what you have for us and help us to make the decision that you want us to make. Bless our time, speak through me. Humble my mind and heart and my words to you today. Would you use me and work in each of us? It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. You go ahead and be seated. So here's God and Moses in this discussion and Moses is all excited about what's taking place. I mean, I'm in my, put myself in his place. I mean, here's this burning bush. Here's God's voice speaking to me. Here's the excitement that God is going to work and retrieve and uh, help his people. The excitement is there, but then Moses has a different opinion. The different opinion is, uh, God, you got the wrong person. The different opinion is some doubt. It's a shift in Moses' heart, him thinking like, I was on board until I found out that I had to be involved. We've all been there. We've all been on board with a plan until we find out that we have to be involved. Think back to uh, like grade school. Those of you that can think that far back. Others of you, I'm, I didn't say who. Oh, yeah, man, Roland, you just think I'm calling you out. I'm not. Listen, we all can think back to, remember like when a teacher would get up and be like, hey, we're gonna, I remember our teachers getting up and say, hey, we're gonna do this play. And I was like, I love plays, that's cool. Until they're like, and you're gonna be in it. No, I'm not. Like I'm not, well, I remember one, I remember fifth grade, I was gonna be a lamb in one of our church Christmas plays. And I, I was supposed to sing one little line as the lamb for a Christmas play. I don't know why the lamb was singing, but I was it. And I remember thinking like, I'll be the lamb, but I ain't singing. Well, yeah, Dennis, you're gonna sing. All right, I'll sing, but I ain't gonna be the lamb. Like, I don't wanna do one of these things. And I remember my teacher just being like, nope, you're gonna do this. And I had one line to a song and I think I taped the words on my wrist so I wouldn't forget one line, literally six words. And here's Dennis. <laughs> Read my line. Man, you know what? We're excited about things until we're asked to be involved. You're excited about something until you're asked to be on board. Pastor Rob was really excited. He doesn't know I'm gonna talk about this, but I am. I didn't ask him permission. It's better to ask forgiveness than permission when it comes to these things. <laughs> Pastor Rob was really excited about being on staff when he first came on staff. They've been on staff, what have you guys been on? Nine years? We just recognized a couple months ago. Nine years they've been on staff. Pastor Rob was loving the idea of being on staff, like everything, like being a youth pastor, hanging out with teenagers, staying up in all-nighters, going on trips with them. I mean, Pastor Rob was in. He was all in until about seven months, eight months in, I said, hey, Pastor Rob, you're preaching this week. 
I gotta leave, you're preaching Sunday night. Pastor Rob went, I quit. <laughs> Am I exaggerating? No, I'm not. Pastor Rob went, I quit. I was like, what do you mean you quit? He's like, I am not getting up and preaching to people. And I was like, you get up and speak to teens all the time. He's like, I know, but teens are cool. <laughs> He's like, teens don't like judge you. I'm like, teens are the most judgmental people in the world. And you get up and speak to them. And I had to convince Rob. And Rob does a great job when he preaches the word and brings the word. But you know what? You know what arose in his life? What arose in his life was doubt. Why? Because you're being put in. And all of us have that. All of us have those times. And when it comes to our Christian faith, when it comes to our faith journey, you know what? A lot of people, Eli, a lot of people are excited about starting churches until they're the one that's supposed to go start the church. A lot of churches are excited about other churches being started until it affects my wallet. Hey, a lot of Christians are excited. Man, I'm excited about being at church, but don't ask me to be a greeter. Don't ask me to be involved in music. Don't ask me to serve in a kid's ministry. We get excited until we find out that I'm going to play a role in this. Hey, you'll be excited about people getting saved at your job until you find out that God wants to use you to tell them. Hey, you're excited about the, the family get together and maybe somebody telling your family about Jesus Christ until you're the one that they call on on Thanksgiving dinner because they know you're a Christian and they say, hey, why don't you pray? Me? Who am I? And those doubts arise, don't they? When God asks us to take a step in our faith journey, doubts come up. So the question we want to answer today very quickly is how do you defeat doubt? Hey, how do you defeat those doubts on your faith journey when God says, hey, speak to them about me? When God says, hey, give that. When God says, hey, go there. When God says, hey, have a good testimony. When God says, husband, I want you to lead your family. Wife, I want you to lead your kids. Kids, I want you to follow your family. When God says, here's what I have in store for you and doubt comes up, what do we do? This morning, I want you to take your Bible and notice, first of all, that our doubts can be defeated when, first of all, we are reminded of who God is. Hey, doubts are defeated when we're reminded of who God is. Notice it in the story, Exodus chapter 3, verse number 12. And he, God, said, spake to Moses. And notice what God says, certainly, of a certainty, of a surety, I will be with thee. And this is the token, uh, and this shall be a token unto thee that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, you shall, you will serve God upon this mountain. And Moses said unto God, behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, the God of your fathers hath sent me unto you, they shall say unto me, what is his name? And what shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, I am hath sent me unto you. Here's Moses bringing this doubt. Uh, God, when I get there, people aren't gonna believe me. So who do I say sent me? And God's response is one of the most famous responses in scripture about the name of God and the character of God. He just simply uses two words, I am. Those two words are Yahweh, Jehovah God. I am, well, I am what? Yes. 
I am all sufficient. I am eternal. I am all knowing. I am all powerful. I am the God of gods, the King of kings. He is the one that sent you. You know what Moses was trying to do? And I I actually don't even discredit Moses for this question. I really, uh, while I think it's doubt, here's what I think Moses does that's well. He just wants to get to know God deeper. All right, God, you're asking me to do this. I wanna really know you in this. Who do I say sent me? Well, Moses, the I am has sent you. One man said it this way, it is through knowing God that boldness, security, and strength come. Do you know why Moses was able to go before Pharaoh and say, Pharaoh, let my people go that we're going to see in a few weeks? It's because Moses was, in his doubt, Moses was reminded of who God is. Moses, I'm I'm not some some, uh, small little idol asking you to do this. Moses, I am sending you. Jehovah God is sending you. This is a mission, not that you are just being sent on by anyone. No, 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 no. I am the eternal, existing, all-present, ever-powerful God, and I am sending you on this mission. The I am is talking to you, Moses, not just some false god of a nation. Can I say to you and I this morning that as we move forward in our faith and in our faith journey, doubts will come, but often we doubt that God is even at work in our life. We doubt that God is able. We doubt that God can provide. We doubt that God can help us. And when those times come, you know what it's good to do? It's good to remind yourself who it is that you actually are following. He is the I am. He is the all-sufficient one. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. The psalmist said it this way in Psalm 24, verses seven through 10. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lift up, you everlasting doors, and the, and the king of glory shall come, shall come in. Okay, well, who is this king of glory? He is the Lord, Jehovah God, strong and mighty. He is Jehovah God, in bat, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come, come, shall come in. Who is the king of glory? Hey, he is the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah, think about it. Hey, this morning, we're not here today uh, to, to perform some checklist Christianity and worship just an idol. No, no, no. We are gathered here this morning to say we recognize that Jehovah God, the creator of everything, is worthy of me coming and giving up an hour and an hour and a half a week to, to just say, God, I want to start my week off right. I want to put you first. Hey, what are we doing? We are being reminded of who God is. When doubts come and the devil begins to whisper into your mind and your heart, that that you can't tell that loved one about Christ, that you can't pray at school, that you can't be a witness, that you can't give, that you can't whatever fill in the blank, that you can't serve. When the devil comes in and starts to whisper those doubts in your mind, hey, remind yourself who you're serving. Remind yourself who God is. This is not for you know, some little God, little G God that others worship. No, 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 this is for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God answered Israel when they had doubt in Isaiah 40. He said, what sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel? My way is uh, hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. Hey, you guys think that I'm just overlooking things. Hast thou not known? Have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he fainteth not? 
He doesn't doesn't pass out. He doesn't get tired. Neither is he weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint and to them that have no strength, he increases might. Hey, when it comes to doubt in your life, remember that you serve the I am. Our doubt can be defeated when we're reminded of who God is. But secondly, our doubt can be defeated when we are reminded of what God said. Not only the character of God and who he is, but the words of God and what he said to me. Go, go, if you will, to verse 15, chapter three. <clears throat> and God said, moreover unto Moses. So God continuing to speak. He says, thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, the Lord God of your fathers. Now pay attention. The God of Abraham. Hey, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He hath sent me unto you. And this is my name forever. And this is my memorial unto all generations. Go, Go and gather all the uh, elders of Israel together and say unto them, the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob appeared unto me saying, I have surely visited you and I have seen that which is done unto you in Egypt. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt unto the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites unto a land that floweth with milk and honey. And they, they shall hearken to thy voice, Moses, and thou shalt come. Thou and all the elders of Israel, you are going to come out unto the king of Egypt and ye shall say unto him, the Lord God of the Hebrews hath met with us. And now let us go, we beseech thee three days journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. And I am sure, this is God speaking, I am sure that the king of Egypt, he will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. And I will stretch out my hand. I will smite Egypt with all my wonders which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. And I, I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall come to pass that when you go, you shall not go empty, but every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house, jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. And ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters and you shall spoil the Egyptians. Go back to verse number 11. Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go into Pharaoh and that I I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? You know what I want want us to notice very quickly? Moses, when God was speaking to him, Moses missed it. And here's how we know Moses missed it. Because of verse 11. Moses, here's what God said, I am going to use you. Notice Moses' response. Who am I? that I should go into Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt. Here's what I want you to see. You know what Moses' perspective was? Hey, God, I'm all for deliverance, but why are you putting this on me? He felt like he had to deliver them. He felt like his responsibility was to bring them out. But you know what God continues to tell him in verse number 16 and 17? He says, go and gather the elders of Israel together and say unto them, the Lord God of your fathers, of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, he appeared, Moses, you need to go tell them that I appeared, God of the fathers appeared unto them and I have seen that which is done. And look, I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt. 
You know what Moses' perspective was? Moses thought that everything was dependent upon him. He thought that everything hinged upon him. But here's what God said. No, 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 Moses, you missed it. You missed what I said. Moses, I, I am not looking for somebody who is all powerful. No, no, no. I'm looking for somebody who's simply willing to be used. Hey, Moses, you missed my word. Moses, you missed what I said. And so God gives Moses the plan and the plan doesn't include Moses fulfilling some long list of requirements. Here's what the plan is. Moses, go tell him what I said. Moses, go do what I said. I will bring you to this mountain again. I will bring you out of Egypt. They're not gonna listen at first, but Moses, I will stretch forth my hand. Do you see that all throughout there? We don't have time to really dive in. This could be a standalone message on its own. But here's what happens in your life and my life. When doubt, when God asks us to take a step of faith, doubt comes in and we feel like the responsibility is completely on us. We're talking about missions and church planting. I can speak from the position of a church planter. That when we were starting the church, do you know what? And still there are times when I feel like everything rises and falls on Dennis Fountain. Now there's a form of leadership that I should have and that weight that I should carry to, to lead well and understand that, uh, that I will give an answer how I steward this. But can I just help us understand uh, this morning that Moses Lake Baptist Church does not depend solely upon Dennis Fountain. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was gone. And you know what? church happened. And it happened really, really well. Maybe I should leave more often. It happens better. No, we had Pastor Carlos preach and brought a great message. Pastor Brian preached on Sunday night, brought a great message. And growth groups, they kept going. Different things kept functioning. And you know what? Pastor was gone. Miss Hannah was gone. Pastor Rob was gone. Miss Beth was gone. Man, we were gone. But you know what? The church kept going. Why? Because it doesn't rise and fall on us. It's all about God. But where do we find that? It's in what God said. God said it. So here's what we need to understand this morning as we look at Exodus chapter number three. If we wanna see our doubts defeated, we must give attention to God's word. Remember what God said. God didn't say, I expect you to. God said, hey, follow me and I will. <laughs> That's all throughout the word of God. It doesn't say, okay, you do this and then follow me. No, no, no. You follow me and then I will do this. It's not, a, it's not an if, uh, 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 a when and if promise. It's God just saying, follow me and watch me work. God's promises are never changing. You wanna defeat doubt in your life? Lean back into some of God's promises. Like Romans 8, 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. Lean into John 6, 37, that all the father giveth me shall come unto him and, uh, and him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. We had a great study this last week in growth groups in, in John 6, 37, that God will never cast you out. God never says you have to be away from me. No, 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 once you receive him as savior, you are brought in, you are made a child of God and nothing can separate you from the hand of God. Isaiah 41 10, fear thou not, God said, for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. I will uphold thee by the right hand of my righteousness. Second Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, for which cause we faint not, even though the outward man perish. Hey, did you know that you're dying? Eli said, that's the most morbid thing that everyone's gonna die. Hey, right now you're dying. 
I'm dying right now. That's what the writer of Corinthians, what Paul was saying. Though the outward man perish. Hey, even though the outward man is dying, from the day you're born, you start dying. Even though that happens, yet the inward man, your soul, that which God has touched is renewed day by day. And our light affliction, our small struggles, they're but for a moment. But you know what they do? They work for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. Hey, this life is not really made up of what we see. It's not, it's not that which is temporal. No, 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 no. It is that which is eternal for the things which are seen are temporal and the things which are not seen are eternal. What is this? It is a promise from the word of God that when doubts come, you can step back and say, though the outward man perish, yet the inward man, man, I'm renewed day by day. Why? Because of what we sang about a little bit ago, the presence of God that's in me. How about Romans chapter eight, verse 37 through 39? Nay, and all these things. In every challenge I face, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. Why? Because I am persuaded, I'm completely convinced that neither life or death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able, nothing can separate me from God's love. The love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Hey, fall back on the word of God. You wanna defeat some doubt in your life? Remember who God is. Remember what God said. Number three, be reminded of what God can do. Be reminded of what God can do. Go to chapter four, Exodus chapter four. I'm not gonna spend long on this point because we're gonna be in this passage next week. Exodus chapter four, verse number one, Moses answered, And said, but behold, they will not believe me nor hearken unto my voice for they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And I'm not gonna read the rest, but here's what takes place. Moses says to God, "Uh, God, when I go, they're not gonna believe me. And God says to Moses, "What what are you holding on to? Moses was holding a rod, a staff. He said, a rod? God said, throw it on the ground. I said, okay, threw it on the ground. It turned into a snake. Now, I don't know about you, but after I woke up from passing out, I would be gone. Moses is not. God says, now pick it up. Uh, you sure about that? Moses, pick it up. Picks it up by the tail, turns back into a rod. Hey, Moses, uh, your other hand, yeah? Put it inside of your coat, okay? Take it out. Leprous. He's got leprosy. Uh, okay? And God says, put it back in, okay? Take it out healed. And then God tells him, do you know why I'm doing this? Because I'm showing you what I'm capable of. And that's nothing. They're not going to believe you, but you know what you're going to do, Moses? You're going to go and you're going to get a cup of water out of the red, out of the Nile river, and you're going to pour it out and it's going to become blood. And many more things, God says to Moses, many more things will happen so that you can see. But here's what I want you to understand, Moses. Can you turn that into a serpent? No. Can you make yourself leprous and clean? No. Can you turn water into blood? No. Hey, Moses, I can. What was God reminding Moses of? He was reminding him of what he can do. Moses, uh, listen, I'm not setting you up to fail. I think we need to hear that sometimes as I fall down the stairs. I'm not setting you up to fail. You know what God doesn't do? God doesn't set you up for failure. Why? Because he's the all-powerful one. God says, I'm setting you up to, to do what I can do. I'm going to flip through some verses. 
Verse number 12, Exodus chapter three, here's the promise that God made to Moses. Certainly I will be with thee. The same power that I'm showing Moses, I'm not giving you my power. No, 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 that's not what God was doing. No, God said, Moses, I'm gonna use you to display my power to the world. You can go and understand that doubts are gonna come in our life and as doubts come, here's what Moses was learning and here's what we need to learn, that God promises, I will show up. And our doubts are defeated when we remember what God has done, what God can do, and what God is doing. You know what we need to remember sometimes in our life? We need to remember the rod and the serpent. Remember the rod moments in your life. Well, what's that? Listen, let me just think about it. Is it a big thing to God to turn a rod to a serpent and back to a rod? Like for God, I mean, no, it's not a big thing. It's not, you know, it's not like creation, right? When God created the world, it's, if I can say it this way, it's kind of a small thing. You know what your rod moments are? They're small moments in life when you know that was God but you forget about it. There's small moments in life when you pray, God, I don't see you in this. And God just gently shows you, it's okay, I'm in this. Man, God, here's this bill. We don't have the money for it. And God comes through. You know what that is? It's a rod moment. Hey, God, we're praying for safety. God, we're, we're coming into, I mean, I, you've been there, I have too. We all live in Washington. God, I gotta travel and there's a blizzard coming in. I remember one time we were in a whiteout going through, driving through Canada up in Vancouver, BC. And it literally, my wife can tell you, you, you couldn't see 10 feet in front of you. Cars were going off the road. You've been in storms like that, I have too. You know what I prayed in that moment? Like God, I, I didn't make this like weird promise. Like, all right, God, if you get this out, I promise I'm gonna give you whatever. No, it was just like, God, we need you. Like God, protect us. You know what? I got through that storm safely. What was it? It's a rod moment. Hey, you have rod moments in life showing you what God can do, but when doubts come, you forget about the rod moments. You know what you, you, know, you and I need to do? If we wanna see doubts defeated, we, we need to remember what God has done, what God can do, and what God is doing. And always remember this simple statement, that God does not call people who are equipped, he equips people who are called. What does that mean? God's gonna meet the moments as they come. He's not, he's not gonna give Pastor Eli everything he needs for this church plant in New Mexico all right now. He's gonna have transmission trouble. Why? So that when he's planting a church and something goes wrong, God reminds him, hey, remember the transmission? I took care of you then, I'll take care of you now. Hey, what rod moments can you remember? What answered prayers can you remember? What little small victories along the way can you remember that the devil has tried to push out because the devil knows that your doubt will be defeated when you remember what God can do? Man, God is one that will always work. Faithful is he who calleth you that also will do it. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you, he will perform in the day of Jesus Christ. You know what you need to do? You know what I need to do when doubts come? I need to recognize that they'll be defeated when I remember what God can do. And then lastly today, doubts are defeated when we remember or we are reminded of what God provides. Hey, be reminded of what God provides. Chapter 10, or chapter uh, four, verses 10 through 16, I'll just summarize them. Is God, Moses saying to God, 
Oh Lord, my God, I am not eloquent, neither heretofore nor since hast thou uh, has spoken unto me, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. Hey God, I got one more doubt. I'm not the brightest person. <laughs> I can't speak. Moses had that fear like we talked about last week. Number one, fear of man, public speaking. Number two, death. Statistically, it's crazy. People are so scared to get up and speak. That's Moses. Like, I don't want to speak. I'd rather die than speak. (laughs) And you know what God says to Moses? Who created your mouth? Hey, Moses, who created your mouth? I'll, I'll give you the words. And then in, the, in the, these verses, verse four through, 10 through 16, Moses says to God, okay, God, don't be really mad at me. Uh, I got one more thing. Um, I don't wanna do this alone. Like send somebody else. And God kind of gets frustrated. He's like, Moses, Ugh, all right, you know what I'll do? Aaron's coming, your brother, he's coming. I'll send him with you. Do you know what God does to answer the fourth doubt of Moses? Moses' fourth doubt is I'm fearful about being alone in this. I'm fearful about messing this up. I'm fearful about what I'm gonna say. And here's what God says. Moses, I'll provide. I'll give you the words to speak and I'll give you the people to encourage you. And God brought Aaron alongside Moses and God would use Aaron and Miriam to encourage Moses on every part of the journey. And here's what we need to see today that God promises to provide through the entire process of our, of our faith journey. And one of the best ways to defeat doubt is to remind yourself that God can and God will. He'll do what? He'll provide. He's going to take care of it. One of the best ways to defeat doubt is to remind yourself, I serve a God who provides what I need. Hey, God will provide strength. God provides grace. God provides wisdom. God provides encouragement. God provides to help meet your need. Listen, God will provide. Well, how, pastor? I don't know. You and I, we're looking at the book of Exodus and we're looking back at a story. Moses was looking at the book of Exodus, looking at the creating of his story. Hey, God, I don't know what to say. What do I say? Here I am speaking to a burning bush that doesn't, isn't consumed. The voice of God, what do I tell him? Tell them I sent you. Well, they're not gonna believe me. Hey, remember what I said to you. But God, how are they gonna know? Because I will show up in a powerful way. I can do great things, Moses. But God, I don't wanna be alone in this. Hey, Moses, I will give you the words. I will be speaking to you. And I'm gonna bring Aaron along and he's gonna encourage you. Hey, sometimes as you and I travel through life, our doubts scream really loud into us. If you're me, if you're like me, my man, some days the voice of doubt is so loud. But you know what I need to do? I need to be reminded of who God is, of what God said, of what God can do, and of how God will provide. Don't let the fear of the unknown cause you to doubt the leading of God in your life. Hey, don't let what you don't know cause you to say, I can't trust God. And this morning, be reminded, you serve the King of Kings. Be reminded, he gave you a book full of promises. Be reminded, he is the all-powerful God that is working. Be reminded, he is the all-sufficient God who will provide. What doubts today need to be defeated because of you remembering one of these truths. 
Thank you for listening to this message. We hope it's been an encouragement to you. And if you'd like any further information about our church, we'd like to encourage you to visit mlbc.church.